Thanks for tuning in to episode five of Trip Report. I've been very fortunate over the past year to be able to attend massage therapy school with the use of the VA's Veteran Rapid Retraining Assistance Program, also known as VRAP. If you had asked my teenage self or even the Marine version of me if I would ever pursue being a massage therapist, I would have probably <laughs> laughed in your face. <laughs> it was a bizarre set of circumstances that put me on this path, but I'm confident that it's the correct one. My guest today was one of my instructors in massage therapy school. In my 20 years of formal education from elementary school through college and my additional vocational schools, I can maybe count on one hand the number of teachers who were impactful to my learning and whose names I even remember. There's no doubt in my mind that Chris will be at the top of that list until the day I depart ways with this body. Chris has a passion unlike any of the other instructors about the true healing potential of the modalities he was teaching. And there was no doubt in my mind that he was not just there for a paycheck, rather he genuinely wanted to teach others how to heal. I missed the first day of my trigger point therapy class because I was headed into the mountains for an ayahuasca ceremony. When I returned, Chris asked how it went and was excited to share that he was about to embark on his first journey himself. <laughs> Chris was the most laid back instructor I had through the program and definitely fit the stereotype of someone who had spent their entire life as a Californian. <laughs> I inquired what other plant medicines he had experienced prior upcoming ayahuasca, and to my surprise, he said he hadn't had any. One of my favorite quotes regarding psychedelics is that you don't find psychedelics, they find you when you're ready. This is a prime example of that, and I'm so grateful to see people of all ages are starting to see past the stigma and false information that the government has been jamming down our throats regarding these substances and are opening themselves up to see their true healing potential. With that, Chris, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me to this incredible podcast. <laughs> I, it's blown my mind. I'm so, <laughs> so happy that we were finally able to put this together. <laughs> What's interesting to me is, can you tell everybody your age? Yes, I'm 67 years old. Uh, it's just fantastic. I'm so blessed to be in this chapter of my life. I totally embrace it. It's fantastic. This physical body is definitely in line with the seasons of the planet. And uh, I accept my, uh, my stage in the fall of my life. <laughs> 67 years young 67. is what you mean to say. We're all going to heaven. <laughs> so that being said is, you know, the Controlled Substances Act was passed in 1970, and then the War on Drugs was declared right. in 71. What do you remember from that era, you know, having lived through it? Wow, that's a huge question. A lot of us on our journeys at that time, I was in high school in 71. I was a, a sophomore in high school and it didn't seem like the, okay, when it comes to actually listening to the government, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of experimentation at that time. Now for me, my friends were experimenting with LSD and some of the, you know, other things. But for me, I was a competitive distance runner. Okay. So I, I really wanted to try to optimize my performance. And I felt that hallucinogenics were not really the journey for me. And I did try some really harsh marijuana, you know, back in the day. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know, pure, pretty much stems. and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But what I felt with that uh, experience... I did. It didn't really jive with me. I didn't feel, in, you know, like I didn't feel optimized, especially the next day mm -hmm. uh, with um, alcohol and, and pot. So I kind of stayed away from that. Yeah. I lived a pretty 
pure when it comes to um, any type of hallucinogenics. I, I have never taken mushrooms, uh, uh, any type of heroin, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, no coke, no cocaine, you know, none of the, I didn't experiment with that because I was more, my um, journey was directing me more toward a health-based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, I had some pretty substantial health issues growing up. I was, it just happened that way. So when I, uh, by the time I hit my uh, early 20s, I had some major operations, you know, vascularly. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, then I, it was wonderful. It was a blessing, right? You know how things are, right? It directs you. The universe directs you. Right. And you take, and it's really how you respond to what goes on, right? So uh, for me, I decided to, to seek out a nutritional journey that would help me uh, regain my health. And, and so I was really into, uh, I started uh, experimenting on a plant-based diet. And I've been pretty much on this journey for over uh, 40 years. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So just 10 bananas in a smoothie, I get higher in a kite. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so... What was exciting about this opportunity, okay, so to get back to the 70s and, and how that was, if you are an independent thinker, if you can actually think, and really we have reason, we have the ability to reason, all right? And in so doing, I found out that it was a waste of time for the, for the government to do this. It was ridiculous because each one of us has the right to choose for ourselves what we do to our bodies, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Exactly. That's a divine, that's a natural divine law. It has been proven true that it has been a waste of time. <laughs> exactly, <yep. laughs> and I'm happy that they're starting to, to legalize uh, these things. Ayahuasca being uh, protected under the Religious Freedom of Religion mm -hmm. Act, thank goodness. And I just had this incredible opportunity because of my awesome son and daughter-in-law who are on their journey and they recommended this they invited me to a ceremony and i go wow and initially i thought to myself you know this would be really good to be able to relate on a, an experiential level with my son and daughter-in-law because they highly recommended it it's really fantastic for unloading excess baggage and polishing your mirror because whether you believe it or not it doesn't matter if you believe it or not we are divine beings and our in our essence is love is pure love so my intention which was important when you decide to do a ceremony i highly recommend your intention be of a spiritual nature Okay, uh, uh, not just to get, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I just want to experience. No, but there's an intention involved because in so, in so doing, that intention is so powerful and so strong. It directs you. That intention is where it's at. And that's in all life, really. But with ayahuasca, that particular medicine, when your intention is that way, it really does help focus and give you the downloads necessary. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah. a, a well said. I think yeah. that people who use these substances mm -hmm. and don't see profound changes afterwards, it's because they didn't have an intention going in. So I, I completely uh, agree with you there. I, okay. That, I, that's great. So I had this opportunity and 
of course, it's very important if you're going to do this, no fear. It's all about love and it's all about no expectations. You're, you're writing your intention and there's no expectations whatsoever. And in so doing, um, it's incredible. The other thing that uh, I noticed, because Edwin, this incredible shaman from Colombia, is the one that directed this particular uh, journey. And he and his wife send out emails on the pre-ayahuasca ceremony diet and all that, right? So I'm reading the diet, the uh, recommendations. I'm going, well, I've been doing this for many, many months. I'm going, well, okay, uh, yeah, there's no problem with this, you know? <laughs> so I was really excited because I knew that, wow, if, if I've been doing this for a long, been kind of like in a, in a pre-ayahuasca prep for, for 40, 40 years. years. <laughs> You're ready to go. <laughs> ready to it was, it was, it, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the experience. Okay. Let's, let's start with, um, just, just the set and setting. This was in Southern California. Affirmative. What was the setup like? Was it in a house? Uh, Good. Excellent question. I can tell you exactly. All right. So North County rural environment in a beautiful home setting. Okay. With an inside and an outside area. Perfect. Okay. This particular ceremony, the attendees, there was over 20. It was a big, it's it was a, a big thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was incredible. The, the helpers, you know, the, the people that were helping the shaman. How many were there? Four. Okay. And they were just unbelievably attentive. They'd been through a bunch of ceremonies, so they were well-versed. It was a wonderful experience in that way. That servitude that they had on the participants was impeccable, incredible. Also, the quality of musicianship was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, ridiculously, it was, they could have been recording artists. Okay? Yeah. In fact, one was an actor in, in, Holly, in Hollywood, you know, a Hollywood actor and all that. But yeah, he was a helper. Is okay. just a great guy. It was phenomenal in that way. Of course, the uh, pre and the post food was really pure. You know, it was all plant-based pure. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the environment and how it went during the ceremony and the pros and cons. All right? Yeah. Okay, great. So is there... Let's just dive into it. Um, okay. How, how did you feel about the, the taste of ayahuasca? Itself? Oh, Okay. So the taste itself wasn't bad yeah. because the reason why I, okay, I have to tell you that when your tongue, my taste buds are so pure because I don't use salt. I don't use excitotoxins in my diet. I'm not eating Doritos and, and, and donuts and McDonald's. So I could really tell you honestly what it tasted like. It doesn't taste like anything I've ever tasted. Okay, it's definitely something that's really, I can't really compare it with anything. It was a thick, it was pretty thick. It wasn't very liquidy. It mm -hmm. was pretty, you know, it was pretty thick. And it wasn't bad. Okay, the only thing is, is that it's pretty powerful in the system. <laughs> and thank you, God, that because they're so brilliant, that they set up an excellent restroom facilities. <laughs> 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 because, wow. And uh, I didn't, 
purge out of my mouth. It was more mainly back purging end. in the back end. Yeah. Was it pretty immediate or about? No, okay. three and a half hours Okay. into it. When did you notice the first effects of the medicine kicking in? Good. About an hour and a half. Okay. An hour and a half. Uh, I was just laying down. I'm not sitting up, just laying down. And the first effect that I, that I heard, I was in, all of a sudden, I was in surround sound when it came to the music around me. I go, wait a second. Am I the music? Mm-hmm. You understand? It yep. was a really amazing feeling. And the first effects of the visual with eyes closed uh, was sacred geometry. I could remember, the, and I'm going, wait a second, man. No wonder the ancient pictographs and stuff <laughs> and the pottery. You understand? Yeah. I'm going, okay, I can see where they got that. And then my uh, consciousness noticed specks of light and uh, I started journeying into this basically the universe you know the galaxy Mm -hmm. just going through at at a at a fast rate and then there was a visual experience a very brief of two light beings uh that were inviting me to come and then for some reason I can tell you uh, detailed later, but uh, I was I was drawn out. I was distracted by what was going on outside of my body. Okay, and that's one deterrent of this particular. If there was one thing that I could say that was a deterrent to my experience was the activity that was going on around me because of the 20 people there uh-huh so yeah. you said that you had only had the back end purge later on did you notice a lot of vomiting from the other participants affirmative right that was that was one aspect of the experience that wasn't very optimal right i, I find was, it difficult to focus myself uh, yeah. when other people are crying and vomiting right. and screaming and that sort of thing affirmative and that's what happened basically and especially with one individual that was going through a journey with herself that it was very vocal and very, and very it was high pitched screaming and mm-hmm. it was hard to get into my journey. Right. That's what that was. But other than that, just the amount of download that I was receiving that wasn't verbal. It is something that's an experience. It's something that's deep. It's something that you cannot describe it. But as the days go by after the event, after the ceremony, it starts translating into the humankind understanding, you know what I mean, that sort of thing. Yeah. And what the main lesson is that really nothing matters. It's all love and service. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we go through stuff is we have to learn because this is a school. This is where we learn how to be more forgiving, how to be more truthful, honest, reliable, how to, how to do these incredible spiritual uh, qualities that we are. Okay. And also to realize that the ego, the personality, that, that this person that happens to make decisions that throw you into the wheel of karma, bad or good. It's all a choice mm-hmm. that we make. And just just to know, just to know that it is not a philosophy. It is real. You don't have to believe in natural law or divine law. It's there, just like gravity. 
when you finally realize and you tap in and you try to align yourself with the divine reality, you really are, uh, your life is really going to be very optimal and it's going to affect people in a very optimal way around you. That's just what it is because we affect the universe no matter what. Do you feel like the downloads yeah. came from yeah. a mother figure or a female figure? Did you feel like you encountered the mother ayahuasca that people speak of? Good question. Okay. If the mother aspect is the earth, yes. Yes. I only ask because, yes. you know, I hear the term yeah. Pachamama, yeah. mother, grandmother yeah. thrown around a lot. And only in maybe two of my eight yeah. now experiences do I truly feel like I encountered a female okay. being there. So I was just curious if that was something. Yeah, I, at this point, what I know is that, well, at least from my experience, is that I experienced something that is so deep and, and it's earth. Oh, God, how can I explain it? It's hard to explain. It's an, it's a, uh, wow, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I would... Definitely say yes if I experienced a female energy. Right. Okay. But I did not. It was more of a, of a real wise earth energy. Right. Like, wow, this is it. You know, the center. That's I, how I, that's I agree with you. And I think it makes sense because mm -hmm. I think we underestimate the earth as what it is for us. And that, yeah. you know, if you zoom inside, you look and we have blood cells, we have cells that make up all mm. of our organs and they are running the ultimate God or creature that yeah. we are as a human being. Right. So right. if you were to look into the cell within, it supports us. And I, I truly think that we are part of, in some aspects, we work alongside the earth, but in some aspects where if you look at cities and that kind of thing, yeah. it's almost like we're a cancer on this earth as well. Yeah. So it's, I do think that it's that energy from the earth that is giving us these messages of how to live right more in harmony exactly yeah with creation right yeah. isn't that exciting yeah it it is so exciting sometimes i feel like the truly advanced civilizations just realized they go you know what we're going to go back to the earth we're going to live primitively now and then after eons of time they get screwed up they forget Right. Or we get hit by a comment yeah, and yeah. we said it yeah, and we're yeah. trying to figure it out again. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did they give you the option for a second cup and did you they, take it? They sure did. They gave me a second, uh, everybody a second option and no. Okay. I decided that, no, this, this is good. This, yeah. is, this is exactly my first experience and just to take one and yeah. and it worked out really well that day. I'm, I'm really happy I did. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know whenever you yeah, eat yeah. and when you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I hear people say all the time when, when the second cup is offered. I've heard one side of it where people say, always take the second cup. And then I've heard oh. other people say, you just listen intuitively mm -hmm. and you'll know. And you definitely know. Like it's, it will right. tell you. There's no, there's no on the fence right. when the time comes. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't take anything else. They offered a few things before the ayahuasca. Um, so you said Hoppe and Sananga were what yeah, was offered? Okay. Yeah. And uh, I decided that I just wanted the ayahuasca experience, yeah. you know, and uh, being the first time and all. Right. So, yeah. You kind of alluded to everything is love, but what do you think your biggest takeaways were from the, the experience? The biggest takeaway. Wow. It's infinite. 
that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. It's infinite. Right. And, this thing uh, just keeps going. It just keeps going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many levels. There's so many, and it's all vibration. It's all frequency. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's it. It's, it's, it, oh, and the other thing, um, I noticed because I've been meditating since 18 years old. Okay. I've been meditating and it's so important to meditate. It's, I can't, you know, I mean, it's just one of the most important tools for us to evolve. And, and I noticed that after the ceremony, the ease in which I could get into the infinite, uh, was just unbelievable. It was like, it was just like, like that. Yeah. I, I, I go, Oh wow. I'm there. You know, are so. you still feeling that? It's been a little over a month. Okay. Uh, and, um, it has benefited my meditation throughout this month. Okay. Nice. Throughout. Of course, for two weeks later after, I was going, whoa. You know, it's like, yeah. wow. Just able to drop right back. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. 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 So. Do you notice any changes in yourself post-ceremony? Deep. Yeah. There's no question about it. Um, there is a change. Yeah. It's, Anything it's that's... Deep. It's... Uh, Gosh, man, how can you explain that? Uh, <laughs> there aren't words. For yeah, oh uh, yeah. Um, peace. Yeah. Okay, that's probably the word within. Peace within. More at peace right. within. That's what I say. You know, these things yeah. are used a lot for Calm. for healing trauma right. and letting mm -hmm. trauma go. But I say, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But I think it sets yeah. you up to better handle new trauma because when difficult situations yeah. come at me now, I just kind of feel like I can roll with it. You know, it's yeah. not something that really impacts my day or my week or my year. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's yeah. a perfect way to, to, right. to yeah, describe peace, it. Peace is a great one. Yeah. You know, I, I love that you yeah. said to recognizing the infinite because yeah. did you have any religious background growing up? Yes. Well, of course, churchdom, you know, early, and then the Baha'i faith, which believes that all religions teaches the same spiritual truth. They all teach the same truth that we're, as a humanity, we're a collective, we're one. All these different things that are true. So being a member of the Baha'i faith has really helped me in that what really helped me was realizing that there is absolute truth. It is not relative to a man-made interpretation. That is key to me. That is key. It's not just, oh, a philosophy or, oh, it's just somebody else's belief culturally. No, it, there is absolute truth. And all religions basically teach that. Now, there's a lot of man-made trappings because of control mm -hmm. and fear. And that is dark. That's darkness. The opposite of the love. Exactly. exactly. It's opposite of love. So what's exciting is that what I know to be true is that just a small speck of light in a dark room lights it up. You understand what I'm saying? So that really helped me a lot, my background in that and realizing, and that was when I was 18 or 19 years old. I, that really changed my life. Yeah. What I think is fascinating yeah. about that and you bring up infinity yeah. is that yeah. a lot of these religions, they rely on the concept of faith, you know what I mean? Having mm. to hope and, and pray that there is another side and that exists. Mm. And mm. I love that I heard a quote once that said, to believe in Christianity, you have to have faith, but to, to truly discover God, you just have to have courage. That's all that it takes. Because if you 
you have one of these experiences, you realize the infinite, yeah. the other side. And I think that's why these are so powerful for the studies they've been doing with end of life for people who have terminal cancer is yeah. you discover, oh, I'm not scared to die. I mean, right. you don't want to leave this. You don't want to leave not. your loved ones, but you yeah. realize yeah. there's something after this. It's totally. Not there's, no over. there's no question. Right. It's not even a belief. It's a knowing. Right. And then, of course, you have uh, now you have research that are actually doing legit research on near death and, mm -hmm. and uh, regressionist hypnotic therapy and all that. And they're just... It's, it's all concurring. They're all basically saying the same story. So right. it's just wonderful to see. I was going to wait yeah. until I got into my first ayahuasca experience and mm -hmm. discuss it. But um, yeah. speaking of near-death experiences, I mm -hmm. truly believe that's what these plant medicine experiences are. Because when you hear about a near-death experience, it's always seeing a light, mm -hmm. feeling unconditional love, mm -hmm. and having your life flash before your eyes. As if mm -hmm. you can go back and look at everything but from outside your body. And that's all of what I've experienced on these plant medicine ceremonies. So mm. it's fascinating because Brian Marescu, who wrote the book, The Immortality Key, he studied all the ancient Greek philosophies and the yeah. things that predated Christianity. And what he said was that one of the messages was, if you die before you die, you don't die when you die. And I've been kind of trying to wrap my head around that for a while. Mm. And I think that that's what it is, is whenever you can have that near death experience yeah. on this planet, you can set yourself up to transcend so that oh, yeah. whenever you do come to the end of your time here, you get that chance to level up because yeah. you've likely, if you've had these profound experiences, continued the rest of your life as a life of service and right. trying to love others. And yes, and not only that, you're growing on a spiritual level. Right. So your frequency becomes a higher, a higher vibration. Right. And when you pass from this physical body, you go to the vibration that you are, that your mm -hmm. that your frequency is happening. It's like a radio, right? Right. So it goes right to there. So, yeah, you'll be experiencing that. So, what I've learned and what I've researched and seen is what you believe in when you go. That's initially what you're going to be there. So if you've been someone that's been taught fear-based religion, you're going to go to that reality for a little bit until you until you see the light, mm -hmm. and then you're going to go, oh. But uh, these plant medicines, I do concur that you can use these for an optimal result. Mm -hmm. There's that choice. Right. Isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I believe when it comes to a recommendation, I personally, it's really up to each individual to decide for themselves, right? And you were talking about, you know, when you're ready, mm -hmm. you know. And it really is, you know, I'm not the type of guy that's going to go, yeah, you, you need to do it. No, no. When it's time, when you just, if it's, if it's time for you yeah. and when you'll know, right. Just like the second cup. Yeah. <laughs> you pulled that one right out of my brain. I was going to ask you if you'd recommend it. The other, yeah. the only other question I have for you is, was it a one and done or do you think you'd do it again? Good question. It really depends on what my journey, you know, what's going on at this point. I feel totally content and satisfied with where I'm at when yeah. it comes to what ayahuasca, what that ceremony showed me. It's a confirmation or a validation right. of what I already feel, which is freaking unbelievable joy. Yeah. As you know, in the oh, classroom, yeah. it just bubbles out because mm -hmm. that's what we are. That what I've experienced is that joy is like the highest vibration of love. It's just that radiating out like the sun. So... 
these plant medicines, if they can help you realize that, that that's what, that's who you really are. Thank God, because the world needs that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> totally. um, you got anything else? And all I just want to do is thank you, Sean, for being you. Uh, you've, the world is a better place uh, with you in it. And I'm so happy for these podcasts because it will help people. And it's a service to humanity. Thank you so much, Sean, thank for you. having I, me aboard yeah, tonight. I'm so happy to have you here. And it's, it's that joy that you put out that made me so excited to be here. You know, it's, <laughs> There were various classes I had throughout the program where I would be sitting there an hour before class and think, oh, I'm not, I don't want to go tonight. You know, yeah. I got so many better things sure, I could be sure. doing, but I look forward to sports the nights that you were there and, and trigger point. It was one of those things where I like, I couldn't wait for class because yeah. it was, I knew that if I was even having a tough day, the second I walked in that door, I'd have a smile on my face and everything would be good. Yeah. So, and I know that that's, you know, I've heard it from other students too. Like yeah. that, that's what you put out there and it made every, you know, it's, it's contagious. It, it yeah. truly is. It's, you know, I would leave that class feeling like I was resonating on a sure. higher level. And I know that that was the same way that most of the other right. students at the classes felt. Yeah. And Sean, that's who we are. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Right. We're, we're pushing down the yeah. part of us that's not resonating joy and life. Yeah. hundred percent. Correct. Right. And, and just like, you know, this is like preaching to the choir when you truly understand why. Okay. Uh, it frees you. It frees you up. There's, that's true liberty because you know that this particular action, this optimal action is what we're meant to do, you know, and everything else is illusion. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the perfect place to call it. That's right. Thank you so much, Chris. You're welcome. Thank Take you. Okay, bye-bye.